0: This is something that's very prevalent today, and uh, especially in our youth, and, and sometimes we see things that are actually prevalent with our youth, but it's not with our youth. It's always been with, it's kind of been passed down, my truth, my belief and what I think, uh, how I feel. And I want to share with you, I'm going to open up with this. I was sitting and listening to um, this guy on TikTok on, uh, the other day, so I jotted down the information. He was doing a live. And um he was talking about um transracial. And I, I was like, transracial, what is that? You know, so much different when you come to the community, LGBTQIA, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason why I keep kind of dwelling on this community because you'll see how it's 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 putting it's connected to my truth, it's connected to so many different areas um in our school systems, uh, with our children and and is trying to control them and is trying to uh, recondition them outside of the home to think that uh, it's about your truth. It's about how you feel, it's about what you think. But anyway, I was listening to this young black guy and he indicated that he was transracial. And so I looked it up, one of the things he said, and I looked up, what is, he he gave me an example of trans, transracial. And I, I went ahead and looked it up anyway. It's a person who takes on a different race than the one that is associated with their biological ancestry. And one of the persons that he named was Michael Jackson was the first person to be uh, transracial. Uh, I don't, and at his age, that's probably what he knows, but I could probably dig it back in history and that he's probably not the only one. But he goes on to say that he was white and he says, I'm trans, he says, I'm white. I'm transitioning to be a white man. He wants to have his hair implanted to be straight hair. And so someone questioned him about, you know, what about your skin color? You're gonna bleach it and stuff like that. And so he's contemplating on that. Um, he picked up, um, he was uh, he was picked on. And we see a lot of this is happening when we, people begin to try to identify with certain groups and certain levels and certain people and certain groups and they don't have their own identity. Um, So he says he was picked on, he talked about, and the food he likes, all of that. The only culture that accepts him was white people. He was inspired by his stepmother, who was white, uh, to go for it, you know, become transition uh, yourself as a white male. And he wants to be a white father. I think what he's missing right there, if you have children, they may come out darker than you. You see the kind of thinking pattern that's there. And he speaks of it as being my truth. So he opened his platform, and there were people that came up on, on his platform. And uh, there was a man that came up there, another black man. He said that uh, he was been he was he w- he has been Asian since since two thousand and six. He has been an Asian. He said I couldn't come up as a, as a black man. He said some things it, it, uh, uh, he was different, and like the other person say, he was not accepted in the community. So he goes out and he purchased a Honda. A Toyota, he says, I put these tires on it. And I'm thinking that you're probably talking about these tires that a lot of the Asian guys put on their cars. Then the next thing he says, I got my ticket. I'm going to Japan. Now, this sounds totally outlandish to those of us that are sitting here now. This is reality, what's going on in our world today. A middle-aged white woman comes up and she says, um, she identified herself as a black woman. She was an older white woman. She said that she was black. She's known that she was black since she was eight years old, and she told her parents. And her parents said, "Wait till you get eighteen. Yada yada. You can do what you want." And this is a group of. I was. Look, I was kind of canvassing the, the the comment the people that were on there, and they were. It's not just our young people. It's the old people too. Then there was this person that came up there, and he was crying profusely, crying, and I was like, "Oh no." He was, he was a vulnerable, he was from a vulnerable culture, which is disability, he had a disability. And he was teased, talked about, labeled, and he said, and challenged by his peers. He said that, uh, I'm retarded, that's what he said. And they don't even use that word anymore, is retarded. That's not even using, but he, whoever is around him, whoever is feeding into him has told him that he's retarded. He says that, I used to ride the short bus, the yellow bus, he said, and I told them. I would tell them to drop me off 15 minutes, but I think his perception was a little bit different. Uh, it was mentally off. and uh, But anyway, he told them to drop him off way before the bus stop because he said, they teased me. These are very different people, very different cultures, very different, all kinds of uh, different variations of people. Here, right here. That this is how my truth gets started. I've studied Personally, I've studied how robots are created, operate, their compatibility to humans, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to know how do they adapt to situations and you know, I'm not savvy, I'm not tech. I've discussed it with different people about uh, how they operate and stuff like that. And so what was explained to me, there's this major coding system and it keeps expanding, expanding, expanding. So you have these robots that are programmed. And what happens is that they react based on the code. So you, you can put them in front of somebody. You've seen them on there where they answer. They, re, they respond to you. They talk back and forth to you. With this coding system, they're gravitating from different areas of that coding system when the questions are asked to them. And that's how they develop and respond, um, respond to people. And I looked up something else that said text and speech, but I didn't really go into that. But similarly to my truth, we as pe- we gravitate to many ideals, and I want you to hold on to these words: ideals, information, experience, and thoughts to create my truth. Those scenarios and those people that are that I just described to you is um, the reality of what is my truth. How my truth actually gets started, how it's developed, with my truth is how I feel, what I think is appropriate for me. And my truth is, can change from day to day. It's what I gravitate to. There's a popular saying, my truth, which means truth is relevant to what I believe and how I feel, my beliefs and my feelings. And and, uh, as you see there, there's there's an arrow point the truth, reality, and then lies. I think the truth and reality is what people avoid. Partial truth, partial reality, but they're lying to themselves. My truth is relative to people who believe, listen at this right here, right and wrong. Variations of reasoning and the process to justify reasoning are frameworks. Frameworks used to differentiate a person's context a thinking or choice in life, and we're going to go into this a little bit more, uh, a little bit more deeper here. First of all, let's talk about the act. Right acts in accordance with the laws and morality. Now we see they were right. Right, wrong is wrong. It's just totally convoluted. Wrong opposes the laws and morality, and compromise reasoning convolutes right and wrong so when you look at it you know you pull a little bit of right over here you pull a little bit of, of a uh, a wrong over here you're pulling anything that fits the narrative of my truth the, the variations of my truth and these are the four that I wrote down if you go back and look it up yourself you can see others but this is the ones that I wrote down the variations are of reason the variations of reasoning are deductive reasoning. Inductive reasoning, abductive reasoning, and uh, analogy reasoning. Okay, those are the four. Those are the ones that we're going to go and we're going to talk about uh, right now. Now, when we look at deductive reasoning, deductive reasoning is this. Deductive reasoning is, uh, for example, women have the same genitals; girls become women. This generalizes a specific conclusion to this and we okay and then the inductive reasoning is women for example women are emotional but some have masculine tendency it's an observation and inferred or generalized speculation okay and then the abduct abduction is is reasoning based on the observation which means guilty before collecting facts and, get, and that means that when I look at that, I look at that. We look at the internal, what we see, experience becomes internal. I reason with what I see, right for me, and it becomes my truth. Just like the young man who was saying that trans, race, race, transracial. he's looking at, he's basing it off his external, what he's seeing, what he's experiencing, all of that stuff. And he takes it and he internalizes it. There's when we can come in with the, the home environment. I always talk about the home environment. It was very, very important that how we raise our children because once they go outside the home, they're attracted to ex- external, all types of external uh, people, situations, all types of external stuff that we may not teach in the home. And they go and they begin to gravitate to those external things because it fits me. And a lot of it, you often hear me talk about the uh, the stage of development, the fragile stage, is when they uh, go into adolescent stage, and that's when they become, you know, their friends become the, the, everything outside the home becomes more important than what's in the home. But that's the and, uh, and then the abductive observation, the abductive. The abduction, I'm sorry, is reasoning based on observation, which means guilty before collecting facts. And that's external. Did I just say that? Yeah. Okay. Did I say that? Yeah. External, what I see, experience become internal. I reason with what, I, what seems right for me and what becomes my truth. The last one is analogy, um, reasoning. For example, a boy is a boy. A boy is to a man as a girl is to a woman. What comparison of behavioral similarities contribute to the, to my truth? Well, we look at the the human body. How it's built, we all have arms, legs, a head. We have a you know certain things in our human body that we're we're there's a consistency there with how God created man, uh, and then there's a difference there um, in the genital with the man and the woman. The women have breasts, and when the, the men are it's called breasts, but their breasts looks nothing uh, like. Women, similarities, okay, there's similarities to the truth. It says the similarities are we think, there's similarity, we move, we hug, we kiss, we love, but all of it, all is contingent on what we feel. So we see a man's figure and mom's figure and we have, okay, there's this and there's the uh, um, equivalent that's there, the, the framework of the body, how God created it. But when it gets in the mind, the mind is the one. That actually shift and change. Um, of that. Now, my truth is contingent on framing my thinking or choice into a narrative that fits me. And I was uh, I gave the analogy of a computer system, the coding there, and how they pull from each coding system to respond to what's in front of them or to respond to certain behavior that you see a robot does. Well, in human nature, uh, we have, there's different, um, there, I wanted to bring out something here. There is different, um, a variation of reasoning indicates that, uh, the variations of reasoning, let me tell you this first, the variations of reasoning indicate deductive reasoning, the process which girls become women is facts. The inductive reasoning questions or could change the projective of deductive reasoning. Could the combination of emotions and masculinity differ between men and women? This can be contingent on a person's environment, information, and experience. And the reason why I'm talking about my truth, because sometimes if we lack understanding in a certain area, and then we don't really know how to deal with a person that's telling you, This is my truth. If we can understand where they're coming from where they, and, and, and we that's, we ask questions to where they're coming from, we begin to understand where they're coming from, your environment, information that's out there on social media, this is how they're creating this, personal experiences. So my truth is contingent on frame, framing my thinking or choice into a narrative that fits me. It, it obscures my vulnerability to other people's opinion. The combination of my feelings and beliefs may not Makes sense to everyone, but as long as it makes sense to me, I, that's one of the reasons why I gave you that scenario early on about the trans race, racial persons. It doesn't matter what you think. And as the guy was pulling the people up from the audience to come on there, one guy came, another guy came up, and I didn't get that write that one down. He said he was a bulldog, no pet bull. He said it was a pet bull. And the guy he says, oh my god, oh you are you are one of us you are one of us and he says so can you transition yourself into how would you make yourself a pet bull the guy says well I don't think I really want to make myself a pet bull he says but you know the other part of me I'm Brazilian too and they start talking about how a person takes on all these different attributes ways and actual physical appearance to become what they think that they are. And he he believed that he is, I'm I'm gonna trans-racial, transracial myself into a Brazilian. So what do they do? They go over to the countries and they connect to the people. They look at the behavior in order to become a part of. And so that's what people do. They look at the behavior to become a part of. But the largest controversial system a contributor to my truth is religion. Religion. Religion is the largest. Let me go back here. Let me say this scripture right here. The the scripture says Proverbs 14 and 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, a man, and appears straight before what? Him, man, me, I. It appears right to me. He said, but its end is the way of destruction. Now we know if people start tampering with their body and making changes with themselves and all that stuff, we we do know there's an end to that. We have seen people lose their life behind that. Their bodies become physically tarnished. And we see that there. But the largest controversial system, to my truth, is religion. How and why? The diversities, the arguments, and the compromised beliefs, they jade biblical theology as reconstructive opinions and beliefs surface to become what? My truth. The diversity of Christianity today has many Christians adapting to my truth, which is a self-centered movement. Like Black Lives Matter is a political Social movement, Um, that's what they are. When we look at movements, a movement positions itself to adapt to the air, and as time progresses, it can dissipate or reposition itself. Let's talk about civil rights. The civil rights movement, years ago, they were pretty much a dominant movement at the particular time. As we progressed, um, civil rights began to kind of fade out and then it would pop itself back up going into the new era. We see where it popped itself back up. And then it kind of faded out again. And then it's almost like it repositioned itself to Black Lives Matter. So a movement positions itself to adapt to the era. As time progresses, it can dissipate or reposition itself. The Bible says this, James uh, three fourteen and 15 says this. He says, but if you have bitter jealousy... And selfish ambition in your heart. Do not be arrogant, and as a result, be in defiant of the truth. The superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above. It is earthly, secular, natural, unspiritual, even demonic. The originality of Christianity, the originality of Christianity, was not based on my truth. It was founded on the teachings of jesus christ and as i was saying that the church world they have um, there's so many different areas that are popping up now and people are gravitating to creating their truth from it different types of beliefs different types of doctrine different types of uh all of that and they're convoluting the actual true, te- true, te- true teachings of Jesus Christ. He just said this. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, the truth. He said, I am the truth. Mm-hmm. No one can come to me, to the Father, except through me, John 14 and 6. I had, was working on this a few, last month. or whatever. I put this, this up here. I don't know why I put it up, but I just thought I would share it again tonight we talk about this is a po- very popular um uh you call it human motivation but this is a very popular thing that's used um for people to look at to get to self actualization and he said that people normally never get to self actualization which is morality creativity spontaneity sp- spontaneity uh acceptance experience purpose meaning and inner potential we never get past this, we're at Today, what we're looking at today, we barely get past the physiological needs, the safety and security needs, the safety and security, because people are searching for love and belonging. They're fighting for self-esteem. And this all this stuff ties into my truth. There's something that the Bible said that um, I wanted to bring out tonight. Um... We he talked about, and I think I've talked about this, so I may have talked, wrote about it or whatever. He says this in, in 2 Timothy 3, where he talks about the 3 uh, three and 2. He talks about for people will be, he talks about the last days. He says that people will be lovers of self. I begin to kind of look at that and you think about my my truth is myself, is what I believe, how I feel and what I think. at Everything that followed that, lovers of self, narcissistic, self-focused, lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revolvers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, profane, unloving, avoid natural human affection, calloused and inhumane, irreconcilable, malicious, gossip, devoid of self-control, intemperate, immoral, brutal, haters of, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceived, lovers of sin, sin, uh, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. When I looked at all of those, all of those can contribute to my truth. It kind of amazes me how the word of God just it, it connects itself. When you read it, it's consistently connecting itself. And... Um, when I did when I read that, I'm thinking it's like, wow, this is one person can have all of this happening on the inside of them. I mean, we see it today that's going on, you know, that people are, particularly, is the like I said, the, the 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 church world. And one thing I notice about people, their reasoning, or uh, gravitating, or going to, or being a part of or creating their own image or their own identity to make it be my truth. One of the things that I notice, they're always complaining about something. Someone hurt me. Someone did this to me. They did me bad in the church. They mistreated me. Those people are mean. They never talk about the teachings of the gospel of Christ. So two things, I question them and I question the leader. Is a leader preaching the truth? Maybe you don't have an ear to hear the truth. You're focusing on the people rather than focusing on who God is. Anyone jot down anything or you have any want to conversate on a certain area of my truth? Or you have something to share with us about my truth or your experience or what you've seen, uh people that you connected to that are, you know, people will bounce around. Um Truth. They will bounce around and it gets to a thing. It's like for me, everything it, it, like I said, I've observed these people, I listen to them talk about the one thing you can do, people, is just let them talk. And they'll explain to you the reason why they have created this, it, this whole balloon, over, this whole dome over them about me, myself, and I and my truth. This is why I think I, like this is why I believe like that, like I do. Listen to them talk and they'll just t- tell off on of themselves. You know, they're all on social media saying that, oh, you know, this person did that to me, or this person did that to me, and this is the reason. <clears throat> the, the most traumatizing part to me is that the young man that was had a disability, and he is very vulnerable. How many people with disabilities, there's so many people that have disabilities, people that do have disabilities are very, they're the most vulnerable population. And then they somewhat tried to gravitate my truth from this is over here. I think I wrote down something about my truth, about what society uh, looks at today when it comes to my truth. Um, I thought uh, it was political, uh, um, uh, uh, political um, sexuality, uh, religion, and it was two other things, economical is one other one I wrote down, that you have all these up here in a box, all of those in a box. And people begin to pull from those boxes, uh, whatever fit me here. And my, this is my framework here. You see, notice the borders that surround that. So they reach out and grab, this fits me, that fits me, that fits me, that fits me. And a lot of us could sit up here and say, well, you know what? I haven't been through so much in life that um, I, I'm, I'm going to create my own truth, too, and the top of Genesis attract people today are political, economical, racism, sexuality, and religion. Those are the popular things that we hear that's going on now all across the social media. We hear about people are complaining about this, they're complaining about that, and they're trying to find themselves and how do I fit in this changing world? How do I fit? And they're totally avoiding Jesus Christ. They're totally avoiding who God is. They're totally avoiding, oh, you religious people, you are nothing. They're they're tearing down. They're trying, let me put like lesson, I take that back. They're trying to tear down the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they will not succeed. According to scripture, they will not succeed. They will not. Anyone have any thoughts or questions you want to add to that? I had a child that experienced something she was placed in a school with a, uh, the te- teacher was a lesbian teacher. And the teacher, the parent was talking to, was talking to the, the teacher was talking to the children that, you know, you can talk to me and about the home and the two parent home. And I have a home, me and my partner, and we have a family. And you guys can come to me, yeah, yeah and talk to me. Well, the mother approached the teacher Teacher didn't like it. In the mother's face, she was like, okay, yes. But in the classroom, she targeted the student and began to try to tear down the character of that student. And she did it in a very immature manner, manipulating with the other children. The student asked her to, um, after school, can you help me with my math? You helped so-and-so with her math. Can you help me? The teacher said, no, I only help her after school. This is what's going on in our schools. So the, the person went home and told their mother. And so other things started transpiring with the teacher. So the mother, it got so difficult, the child began to come home. The child was acting out at home, parents trying to figure out what's going on with the child. The teacher was in the class, planted there. She was teaching the kids my truth. What does your truth have to do with education? This is what's actually going on in our school systems today. A lot of us are grandparents and stuff. And we don't. I very I interact very much with my grandchildren, so I know what's going on. But this is actually what's going on in the system, in our system today. So it's like, so anyway, it goes on. And uh, so the, the child begins to act out a certain way. So the parent's trying to figure out what's going on. So it finally came to a head. And uh, the child broke down and had been telling the mother bits and pieces. But the child told her mother, she said, the teacher, the girls are like here, boys are like here. It feels like my teacher is trying to bring me down to being a boy. She's putting her truth in that child. So what happened was that the um." As the child kept telling mother more and more, so she made a decision to pull the child out of the school. The teacher said, Could you let me know when she left when she leaves? The mother said yes, but she knew she wasn't gonna let her know when she left. She didn't let the teacher know when she was leaving, and she finally had let the teacher know that she would be leaving. And the uh and the uh the teacher said, she told the teacher that she was leaving, the, te- the teacher said this. She said, That's frustrating. do you hear <laughs> how the devil speaks out why would it be frustrating that you ch- that you that child was leaving leaving the school there's more other stuff to the story I'm not t- I'm not saying at this point but it got to the level where the teacher was frustrated because the child was leaving why was the teacher frustrated because her agenda was interrupted her truth was being interrupted that's why she was. So the child comes home. child tells the mother. The child's still acting out. She goes to the school. So she tells the mother, she says, mother comes in the room. This is to let you know how spirits are real. The mother comes in the room and the child is uh, acting out and she's telling the mother that this man has been downstairs. And People don't believe in demon spirits, but they're real. Has been downstairs and um, And he's at at the window now. And the mother looked out. She didn't see nobody. And so the child says, there he is right there. She says, I don't see anybody. The mother immediately said, that's a spirit that she's seen. So the the mother, the child began to talk to the mother and tell her more about her experience with the spirit. That the dark figure came in my room sitting in my bed, I think it sitting in bed. The spirit was trying to infiltrate our mind and talk to her. And so what happened is that as the child started talking and I was on the phone, uh, uh, the mother and I were talking, I was on the phone at the time and the child, the more the child began to open up and tell about what that spirit was doing, that spirit literally tried to go for the child. The spirit literally started speaking out. And one of the things that the spirit was saying, I had really, I've seen it happen. I've never experienced it in my life. And uh actually I've I've been around people praying for people that are praying for spirits. The spirit would begin to talk back and forth to me and the mother. And so I remember what the scripture says. He says he talks about when Jesus were, were casting out demons and how that they, their different characteristics and things like that. So the the spirit began to talk out. Didn't want anybody to touching it. So the mother and it was like no. And so I began to talk. Me and the mother began to talk and back and forth with the spirit. We began to talk back and forth with the spirit. It's a true story. And uh, so I asked him. I said, they start, the, the person, the kid, the the, the spirit in the, that's trying to attack the child. Start calling out names. I said, oh aha. They begin to call out names. And so I said, I called the name. I said, I asked, I asked the spirit, I said, So are you? You're in her classroom. And the spirit said, Yes. True story. So, but you have no authority here. You can't stay here. You have no authority here. So we begin to quest, talk back and forth. Then the child, the spirit said they wanted some water. Parents said, You're not getting no water because you want strength recognizing and understanding how demon spirits operate. And so the child, the mother put on some music. I mean, put on a a prayer, uh, someone that was praying about the blood of Jesus. That spirit called out for that thing to be turned off and it went off. The mother said, no, I'm going to get the, let me get the the, the computer, the laptop, whatever, put it on. It was like, no, no. And then, and we called the child. We said, are you, you, uh, um, and the child was saying that I'm, I'm I'm you know hot. They were saying all types of stuff. And then the mother told the, the son, go get me some blessed oil. And the son went and got the blessed oil. And the spirit said, No, no. The mother took the blessed oil, put it in her hands, and slapped it on, on the on the on the child's head. We seen the, the the child come out and the spirit come out. The child come out and the spirit come out. The warfare, it was real, for real. Like I said, I hadn't experienced anything like this before. Actually being the person that was actually, I've seen people do it. I've been praying with people while they're doing it. So that thing went on and on, on and on, back and forth. And when I would talk to the spirit, it would answer. When the mother would talk to the spirit, it would answer. And I think, I thought about the scripture where it says that, how that, The devil, he wants to wear the saints out. It reminded me of that scripture. Long story short, when that child got free of that thing, when it left, the child was just totally just exhausted. Exhausted. Some things happen, you know. Well, let me say this. This is what we're really dealing with in the world today truthfully. people are attacked. They they actually speak out. Spirits are speaking out, and uh, a lot of people don't believe it. It's it, it's always been a funny thing to me that different popular people will talk about. You know, little Nah or all the people they would talk about. You know, I'm the devil. And they show all this stuff: the devil, the devil, this, the devil, that all these popular stars and all people. They would they would tell you who they are. they serve they literally tell you that but people don't believe people will believe what they're saying as soon as you put it over here to jesus christ he cast out demons. what happened all this stuff they go into that that's not real they go into this person that's not real and i have to say this that it that and I, I often there's nothing I often talk about is astral projection. I have been reading a lot, studying up on that some stuff, and how it's tying into certain areas in in people and stuff. And uh, one of the things that people do, and I've i talked to people that have actually done it, people that literally do astral, astral project, they pull their spirit out of their body and they go away. Well, my thought when that spirit came and she said, the, the, the child said that the 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 spirit that was down there, she said, don't you see him? He's pointing pointing like his finger, like a gun at the window. Seriously. First thing that came to my mind was astral projection. We often think about, we're living in a day now when we have to be real with like God. We have to teach our children who God is. We have to teach our children about the word. We have to, the mother told that child, no, anything, no, She's already had already told that child. Mm-mm. Speak the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Call the name of Jesus. And that thing will have to flee. I was laying in my bed after that. Now, you know, when you deal with certain things, we all know, those of you, everybody in this room, when you know that when you deal with certain things, you know that there's an attack that comes after you, especially when you deal with the truth, there's an attack. Land in my bed. A few weeks ago and um i felt it's like almost like my niece walked in the room i said no wait a minute she in the bed i was like no devil you were like uh-uh no as i turned over to my side it's like a force that came over me and it and it, you know how they have that they call i forget what they call it what presses you down it began to push me press me down and i was laying i was half sleeping i was coming to and the thing, it was, it was such a forceful spirit. It was like, and I was like, and my mouth was open, but I couldn't say, I was like, my mind started saying, Jesus, Jesus. And when I woke up, I heard myself saying, Jesus. And it was, it just flat like that. What people want to, you not to believe that there's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. These things that we're looking at and stuff, these things are real. But God, he protects us. It doesn't mean that we're not going to experience certain things because it's for the making of us. It's for us. Even, it draws us even closer to him. It does not mean that we're obsolete from dealing with this, obsolete from dealing with this. No, we're in the flesh. The flesh is going to deal with, the flesh has to deal with. Paul talks about that a lot. That we are going to, we're going to go and deal with depression and we're going to deal with things that come up over us and try to attack us. That's on the real. It happens. But what, what did Paul say? When Paul was dealing with that, the spirit man, that spirit man overrides that. That's why it's important for us to study, to read the word, to pray, to fast, to seek after the things of God, is because of that. And I knew then, I knew that that spirit was going to attack. There's a couple of people that call me tonight that's saying that they're dealing with some things and they're under attack. We're all under attack by the enemy. He do not care who you are. You know, you can see me put these little things on Facebook and do these little type ups and do this little type up. Oh, she's not going through nothing. Uh -uh. The more you talk about, and that's not just me. The more you talk about who Jesus Christ is, the reality of Christ, he's going to come back and he's going to every last one of us on here, he's going to come back and try to attack us because of what we stand for and what we believe in. And one of the reasons why when I looked into to talking about my truth, I went down the lane of the LGBTQ community because it's trying to get a hold of our children. What's going on is this: is that what it's doing is that they have that law it's going into effect in California, I think, in uh, July. That 12 years old, you can go, you can say I'm this way, I'm that way. My parents don't agree with me. I think it's I could give you. The law. I think I wrote it down for you guys, and they don't agree with me, and they can snatch you out the home. Parent don't even know where you are. That's true that's coming into law. So when I was talking to this, this situation where this child was in this lesbian class and what she was dealing with, it all came together. Thank God for, you know, all of you could probably contribute to what I'm saying. It happens to you too. That when you're questioning something, like God gives you an answer. Whether it's in his word or something you see, he will open your eyes to see what's really going on. And so as I was, um, um as I was um ooh, just almost lost my thought and stuff, oh, as the 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 teacher, uh, as I was looking at the uh the uh, teacher that was interjecting uh my truth in there, I began to look at the whole system as a whole. I said, okay, 12 years old is when they want to grab them. So elementary, school, is when they prep them. This is what they're doing to our church. What they're doing is prepping these kids to snatch them off the home at 12 years old. I mean, you ain't gonna get mine. That's what I feel about it. You can't touch them in the mind. We're in the ark and arm, arm and the safety of Christ. There are many scriptures that tell me we're in the secret place of God, so you can't touch mine. But I just want you all to know, to observe and to watch, and you know what to pray about. It's starting with these elementary schools. I think I wrote a story about this girl, young girl, same child that was attacked by the enemy. I said that whole school must have been demon, demon, demonic. She was out in the play yard playing, and this girl, she walks up between the, with the gang with these girls about, I would say, with nineteen year olds, and she said they 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 were sitting out there and they were calling Charlie, but they were chanting, and so. The little girl looked at them and she says, what are you guys doing? And she says, oh, we're calling Charlie. Literally, this is on the playground. We're calling Charlie. He's going to come down. She says, that's not true. She says, oh, yes, it is. She says, this pencil right here, when he comes, the pencil will move. When that pencil moves, Charlie's here. She said, because you know what? He did it at home. I did it at home. So it lets you know what type of home that child is coming out of. So my truth isn't only spread it with adults. It's being spread it through all, through our children too. It's- Hello
1: everybody. This is, this, um this Zoom is right on, on target. It's so, so <coughs> so good for us to know um about what's going on. Cause I I'm not, I'm retired and I'm not, you know, connected with the school and knowing all of the things that they got going on, but I do hear about it, you know. And uh, Stephanie, it's amazing how the scriptures that God had gave you, He had gave to me too when I was listening to the song when you sent the song, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, the Lord has one voice. What He speaks to one, He'll speak to the other. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I was thinking concerning our kids, you know. And, and 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 sis was right on it when she said we we as parents we have a responsibility to teach our kids the truth, you know, and then you know like the like the word of God says you know you give them the truth and when they grow old older it will not depart from them. Mm-hmm. So when you you are teaching your kids what is right, you are teaching them the truth, mm-hmm. you know. I think we, as parents, as grandparents, as friends, have a great responsibility. On because we know the truth, we can't just keep our mouth shut. You know, even with our friends, our family, you know, our best friends, or maybe their their uh, homes have been uh, infected with that spirit. You know, we we have a great responsibility. As sisters, sister to sister, to tell them, you know what? I see this in, in your son. I see this in your daughter. Or the Lord revealed this to me. The Lord, we can't keep a closed mouth, and the and the Lord has given us the most powerful. <laughs> He's given us one of the most powerful weapons against that spirit. Mm-hmm. That, like you said, says is the blood of Jesus in prayer. We have friends that that are are have been um, dealing with that and are dealing with that. That we should write their names down if necessary. But whenever we go to the Lord in prayer, take them before the Lord. We we because God has filled us with His Holy Spirit. We should bind and decree and declare that our friends, our loved ones, our family, our co-workers will be set free from that demonic spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm in a deliverance ministry so I can totally relate to what you're saying sister Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But we have the power to counteract the devil's agenda. Mm-hmm. God gave that to us. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got to do. The Lord says watch and pray. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to be aware he said, don't be ignorant to the devil's devices. We got to stay on point. And then when we see that, then we have to come against it. Send it back to the pits of hell from once it came and pray and ask God for deliverance for our friends and our loved ones. So yeah, this it's, it's out there. It's, it's out there, you know, and a lot, of a lot of times we used to say it's, it's over there and, and over here and, and now, it's in our own in our own families, you know, mm-hmm. that we got to deal with this demonic spirit. I have a niece that is she's a she called mm-hmm. herself a, I forgot what it's not a it's not a dyke. She called herself something like an animal. I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But every time I get a chance, I don't talk to her on the phone. I do FaceTime with her and I want to see her face to face. And every time I get a, the opportunity to talk to her, I plant the truth to her. Mm-hmm. I okay. plant that seed and I let her know, you know, who she is in God and who God created her to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this this is an awesome Zoom. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm sitting and listening. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we can't afford to keep our mouths shut. Mm-hmm. God has empowered us to come against all the powers of the enemy. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for inviting me. And everybody, I'm just enjoying this. But together, we bind forces together in prayer. The enemy has got to flee. He can't stay there. He cannot stay there. So I thank God because I see my needy set free. All down through my family. I see my niece set free. Mm-hmm. And when when God set her free, it's going to permeate to the rest of the ones that she's connected to. Because mm-hmm. the Lord says this, you guys, I feel like preaching now. <laughs> the Lord, the mm-hmm. Lord says this, and ye shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. In some translation, it says make you free. Mm-hmm. But when you know the truth, all of hell in itself cannot Prevail mm-hmm. against it, mm-hmm. against us, against our family, our friends. Mm-hmm. or you know when we walk in the truth because we know the truth, mm-hmm. we walk in power, we walk in authority over mm-hmm. all the powers of the enemy. Okay, I used to do, I used to do Uber and Lyft, right? Mm-hmm. And the enemy cannot stand the truth; he can't stand mm-hmm. to be exposed. Mm-hmm. He likes to do undercover, sneaky stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was when I was doing Uber and Lyft. This guy, he was, um, he he got in the back of the car, and he, and he was with um another friend and his girlfriend. Girlfriend, mm-hmm. I don't know how that connected because he was gay. So anyway, he started talking about he when he it's got true. in there, he started talking about who he was, and I'm just driving because I turned my car into a, a sanctuary in the back, honey. I, I yeah, we we had church, we had <laughs> salvation and repentance and everything in the back of that car, honey. Okay, so. He gets in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like men and I'm this and I'm that. And I was born to this. And I mean, just talking all crazy. And I'm just driving. I said, Lord, what in the name Who in the world got in this car? Who is this? And so I just could not take it no more. He was just, oh, I mean, they bold, they bold. They ain't, they ain't shameful. Mm-hmm. So I said, uh-huh. Just as bold as you are about your daddy, I'm going to be bold about mine. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you know, let me tell you something if you got a penis, you are born a man. And when I said that, that boy started hitting the back of my seat, hitting my windows and going crazy. I said, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And the girl that was with him, she was saying, honey, please, please don't, please don't call the police. Don't call the police. I pulled over on the side of the curb. I said, get out. Mm -hmm. And when I said that, he got out and bam, slammed my door. I mean, They don't like to be exposed. Mm -mm. But just as free and as bold as they are to talk about their daddy, Mm -hmm. I'm just as bold to talk about mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That that was an experience I I won't forget.
2: Um, I do want to say something. Um, I do. uh, I think it's very good when you have family. That comes together um, specifically with my son. He was in high school and dealing with a lot of pressures and not just pressures because the world we live in, it is just really like a spiritual battle mm-hmm. to the point where he was very just blinded, mm-hmm. blinded by a lot that was going on. He was, you know, blindly just making choices and um with the help of myself, not just me, you know, I'm on him, I'm on him. But as I'm getting worn down, I have my mom backing me up, backing me up. And eventually got to the point where, you know, it was a lot of warfare just trying to, first of all, it's me trying to figure out what's going on, you know. And then once I figure it out, well, you know, this just, wow, it's just so demonic on these campuses. And the stuff that these kids are coming in contact with, if they don't know the truth of the word, they have no clue. And so between me and my mom just opening his eyes, boom, 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 he finally got to the point where he stepped on that campus and he didn't see it the same anymore. Mm-hmm. And he he started to see the people different The teacher, certain teachers, certain coaches Different, he came home and said mom It ain't the same no more, I said that's because your eyes are open mm-hmm. But that's because the truth was just Constantly drilled in him and it was Backed up, not just me, my mom You know, just to constantly Tell him no, no, this, this is the truth This is, the truth. And then now it's just like You know, sometimes you don't know when it's going to happen It just mm-hmm. seemed like for me like forever Oh my god, this is, is he gonna get It's gonna happen, but it's just like a consistent." not letting up you know and then eventually like i said it got to the point where it's like he even had to say it, he said you and then i opened my eyes mm-hmm. and so to me that's just a test it's a testimony of of the truth of god's word i mean we could say his word says this it does that but then to actually see it you know being fulfilled it's just like you know just a testimony and just really makes you want to just continue 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 in the truth and continue letting other people and open the eyes of the younger you know children to the truth of god's word so
3: yeah yeah i just wanted to share um that as believers um Mm -hmm. whether you're a parent whether you're a grandparent whether you're aunt uncle god parent um as a christian you have to understand what's going on in to, in society. I know a lot of believers and a lot of Christians, they don't want to know about what LGBTQ community is. They don't want to know about gay lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They don't they want to stay away from that because they think that's going to affect their holiness in God. It's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you do your due diligence. You, mm-hmm. you must educate yourself. Mm-hmm on what that community is about, what that lifestyle is about, mm-hmm. so that when your your kids or your nieces, your nephew, your grandparents come around, grandchildren come around you with saying certain things, mm-hmm. you'll understand w- what they're saying and why. You're not in the dark. You're not going to be blindsided, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Yeah, we have to stay in the word and study the word, <laughs> but you also must educate yourself on what's going on in society, so that you can keep up and be able, that'll help you go against the enemy and those spirits even more. When, like they say, game on game, you'll mm-hmm. be able to communicate and be up on that with your kids and even adults that may be in your family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got some. We, you now, those of us mm-hmm. in, in the working world, we got unisex bathrooms now. I would have never mm-hmm. thought in the in in the world in a hundred years. I go into a shopping mall and have to go into a bathroom that a man can go into mm-hmm. or go on a job and share a bathroom, a, a bathroom that a man can go into. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I want to mm-hmm. go in a women's bathroom. I'm a woman, mm-hmm. but that's the kind of society in the world we live in where they have so many rights mm-hmm. and there's more and more laws coming out to protect them. Mm-hmm. So, I I just wanted to share that. Don't be afraid to learn about that community. Don't be afraid to learn about that lifestyle. That's only going to help you be able to come against those in your family even more so.
4: First, I want to thank you because this Mm -hmm. is a a thought-provoking topic. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking and showing your slides, it had me to think. And as I was thinking, I thought about truth and what does truth mean to me. And truth can mean a a multitude of things like you was explaining. It can mean someone's facts or someone's reality. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I wanted to say. The second thing is all these laws that are being created It's because the church is silent. It's because the church is not doing what it's supposed to do. See, we think we're supposed to be separated from the laws of this land. No. How does the world accept? for God to dominate in this world, we know He's all powerful. The church, the church knows a lot about God, but it doesn't act and protect the people for God as God. You understand what I'm saying? We have a responsibility. And it's no different from when God sent um the, the, uh, the Israelites, He sent the people into wars. He told them specifically to do certain things. We're still in a war. The war never ended. Mm -hmm. The war's not gonna end until Jesus Christ comes back. Mm -hmm. So we have a responsibility. Laws cannot be passed Mm -hmm. if Christians stand up for what's right and what's true. And we already know what's true Mm -hmm. because God shows us in his word every day. Every day you pick up the Bible, you read it, you know truth from a lie. Mm -hmm. So when you hear a lie, we're supposed to raise up and we're supposed to be a united front. And then these laws cannot be passed. Mm But if we stay confined to the churches in our in our four walls, everything's going to be passed. We're going to lose this battle, and we know it's not lost. We know it's going to be eventually won, but we're going to have to rise this storm out.
3: Hey, Steph, you're definitely um, spot on. It, it is trickling down to our our babies, mm-hmm. you know, as as early as as you say, um, elementary school. Um, And it's really important, those of us who are connected and in tune with the Lord, it is very important to make sure that we're instilling the word of God and teaching our children at a very young age to have that foundation and have that connection with the Lord and, and teach them how to be prayerful and how to seek God, because it's so prevalent now. I mean, it was prevalent when we were coming up in school but it was more hidden mm-hmm. you know the adults were able to kind of like hide it but now you can't hide it anymore it's on social media um you've got elementary school kids who are being raised by two men as a as as a mom and dad or two women as a a, a mom and mom or whatever you want to call them And so our kids are growing up so confused and even so to the point where the laws, the government now is enacting laws to protect them. You know, they don't they're 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 children and 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 those in that community are teaching them to live their truth. If a girl wants to become a boy, you know, you got six-year-old girls wanting to change their sex to become a boy. They don't really know that, but that's being instilled into them by adults, by by the two women in their households raising them, or the two men in the household raising them as 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 a couple. And it, it's really, it's it's real. It, it is very much a demonic spirit. that is is impacting and enforcing that. They now have safe havens where they can go to to be protected, you know, and and that is not of God. All that is not of God. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we say, you know, I'm I'm living my truth and that is the saying now, I'm living my truth. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be who I wanna be. I'm gonna be my truth. Do you really know what that truth is? If you're not connected to God, do you really know what your truth is? Mm -hmm. And so it's, 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 we have a society now that is becoming so confused about their truth, mm-hmm. their so-called truth. Mm-hmm. They're not really connected. They're not connected to the word of God.